to another episode of Chris and Dave's Routercast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Love Island UK Series 8, Episode 36. Now, Chris, we were thinking this could be on the, on the downward slope until we get to movie night, but uh, there's still plenty going on tonight. So where would you like to start, sir? <laughs> There's loads going on, Dave, isn't it? It's, you're so right. By now, we should have cemented sickly couples, and we've literally got one. Well, we've got two, but one of them I don't acknowledge, which is Luca and Gemma. But it, it's <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, obviously, if we start the, the, the start of the episode, we lost Jay in China. Pretty obvious. Dammy, you mm. know, did his you know, little lost boy acts, you know, oh my God, don't leave me. And then the best line of that was Summer going, thanks girls for keeping me in. If you think they were keeping you in yeah. Summer, <laughs> you are fucking deluded because they had to keep a couple in. So that was the right decision. Jay said it, you know, he, he, he didn't do the right thing when he could have coupled up and that. And they're gone. And I mean, China, unfortunately, didn't offer enough. She did say quite cutting when they were sat there waiting for the verdict. I shouldn't have picked Jay. I shouldn't have got with Jay, but... That's Love Island, isn't it? And he did he did mess her about, to be fair. Well, Jay came in like a master tactician. Then, you know, after he picked Paige and she rejected him, then he, he didn't seem to be able to replan or, you know, he had, he had no game plan and ended up on Friend Island from there. Yeah, I agree, Dave. I think his time had come. He'd not sit, featured at all, really. I said to you the other day, but I thought it was a bit of game playing when he'd been China off pretty much straight away to get back in. But like you said, he probably would have come back in anyway. And that was the end of it. The one thing that was quite interesting was Summer saying, I think Andrew and Coco should have been up here. Now, mm. Summers, we've not seen anything from Summer. And again, it's editing. We know that. I'm not disagreeing with her because I don't think Coco should be in there. And obviously, as the episode went on, I was like, oh, fucking hell, here we go again. But I didn't <laughs> necessarily think Andrew should have been in the bottom two if I'm being honest, Dave, but that was a different take that I'd not even seen on the show. Yeah, I mean, I guess he had been in the bottom three, you know, in previous public votes, hadn't he? So he, he hadn't been popular. Tasha also hadn't been popular. I guess, I, I, me, I'm not reading too much into that. I think, you know, we're, we're coming off the back of Tickgate, aren't we? And so... <laughs> I think still <laughs> makes me laugh. It's probably fresh in her mind. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think she's just thinking of that, and you know the fact that well, they're clearly not a couple. They're not even a friend couple kind of thing, really. Uh, you know, they they sort of buried the hatchet, but not really. So I I don't know. I I think. Let's see. But the the problem is, and I mean, Andrew and Coco as a, as a romantic relationship was dead anyway. And Billy goes to have a heart to heart with Tasha, doesn't he? He says, you know, I can't be messed around. And then Chris, Tasha says, yeah, I want to give it another go with Andrew. Oh, that's what I'm saying, Dave. At that point, I was like, fuck off. And I knew as soon as Adam came in that, 
her head would be spinning yet again. And you put a great picture on Discord and Mary Poppins spinning her head, didn't you, Dave? That was brilliant. I put yeah. the exorcist again and you put Mary Poppins. It's just like she's got, and then because she says all this to Billy, and I know we're jumping a bit, but as she's chatting to Adam, she's like, I've been thinking. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. Here we go again. Another <laughs> new shiny guy has come in. Great looking guy. No no problem with that. But I was like, fucking hell. You know, it, it's no wonder. <laughs> well, it's not no wonder. You can't justify that, really. It's not a, a, a precursor to going cheap. But it's also one of them like, no wonder Andrew don't know what fucking day it is. Because she's going to absolutely pie him off if there is something with Andrew. Uh, with Adam, sorry. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the thing is, Chris, so we get Adam coming in. We'd seen him at the end of yesterday's episode, previous contestant from series three, which I haven't seen, but you have. Yeah. I did notice, you know, in the papers, women's aid, a warning about him. So I'm like, oh, fucking hell, this must be a bit of a controversial character. But I got to say, Chris, he's coming and he is charming all of the ladies in different ways in, and in a very subtle way. And the, the other couple that was a bit annoying, it, 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 the episode was a bit like a, a game of two halves, wasn't it? Because in the first half, it was really quite frustrating. You get Tasha talking about, oh, yeah, I'm going to give it another go with Andrew. You get Paige doing oh. what we said she'd do, which is just, oh, I forgive you, Jax, for doing almost nothing, but, you know, showing a little bit of something. Uh, you know, so she she seems to be, like, all loved up and everything. They're in bed, aren't they, gazing into each other's eyes. And then the boys get called off on a... Uh, you know, a pampering session, and, <laughs> and they still never tweak, do they? <laughs> like, we're getting you out of the way for something, and then they send in Adam, and then all the ladies' heads turned, Chris, even Ekintu's, who said she didn't, yeah, or, or maybe, maybe Gemma, she said, Oh, she's pretty closed off, didn't she? But uh, I think there's a few ladies going to be throwing their hat in the ring there. I do, Dave, and I think just just to slightly sidestep back, the Jack's Page thing was bollocks because I did notice when they were doing the whole recoupling thing on last night's episode, they were tight then, and there's a big conspiracy again that the producers again are just, and we know they do this, but then they were already back together, so this wasn't filmed in the order that we saw it. So because he was kissing her shoulder and everything, and then kissed her last night, you know, like when they were saved mm. and stuff, so they didn't they showed it very quickly. And then he does the whole let's get back together thing. And Paige is silly, but I do think Paige isn't as innocent as what she's cottoning on for, Dave. She's right with Jack to, to pull him and everything. But I think they've only just got back together. So in the context of how we've shown this, which is why I'm questioning that I think they were they were together before the recoupling, in the, it looked like it was a few hours. And then the next minute, she's like, well, he cheated on me. Yeah, fuck it. Let's just go yeah. for it. So it's like you're doing the Liam storyline that seems to be the DNA of Dammy, you know, you know, of Jax. It doesn't make a difference. A bit like what and Davide's just done it with Ekinsu, and he? he kissed the girl in the girl who came from Castro Moore to him. He kissed her. Uh, Molly, and then obviously he's like, "Well, you did the same." We know. Hopefully, we get a movie night, which I think, I think it was Tom had said it wasn't till episode thirty-nine on Facebook. So we've got a couple of episodes. Mm. It potentially could be Thursday. So it's always not lost with that. But again, 
I was like, this doesn't make any sense. We've just had all the, the, the lovely music while Jack's poured his heart out and gives her this text message. And it's like, oh, they're back on. And then straight away, she's like, fuck that. He cheated on me. I'm in. And I'm not saying she shouldn't. I'm not saying I'm not a fan of Jack's at all. But I was like, wow, this is going to be fucking fantastic TV. You know, I said yesterday, there's something smelling a bit off to me. And and it's like they're almost playing out, like you say, the Liam and Millie playbook. And I, I don't know, it just it feels all too neat. You know, the boys were a bit naughty away at Castle More. Now everyone's back together pretty much. That that had kind of, let's say, quote unquote, been tested or cheated, really. But of course, they're not boyfriend and girlfriend, so it's not cheating and Love Island rules, Chris. Yeah. Um, but you know, they must know. All of them know that Casaramore is is coming. So coming up to week, you know, four or five, if they're catching feelings already, they're having those quiet conversations, and not everything is filmed. The yes. cameras aren't always there, and they do get a day off don't they? So Saturday, I can't remember which contestant it was, but they were saying that basically, you know, they can go down the beach and stuff and chill out. They're not in the villa. Yes. So I I don't know. Is this kind of pre-planned the whole, you know, be tested and then get back together and then the, the public will fall in love with the relationship. You know, they'll forgive the little misdemeanors, you know, boys will be boys and all that bollocks. So it's all a bit strange. Um, and the fact that when Adam Collard walks in, like pretty much all the girls recognize him by name. You know, couldn't remember exactly which season it was. It's like, you have studied this game. You know exactly what is coming. So even though it's played off sometimes, it's like, oh, I can't believe it. Oh, we're going for a pampering session. How great is this? even though every time, you know, something happens back in the villa when when they do that, you know. So, I, I don't know. I think they I always felt like, you know, there's, there's a bit of game playing going on, you know, and the strategies involved. But I'm just thinking there's maybe a little bit more than even I was thinking. Yeah, and I saw it a little bit different as well. I agree with that. It was the way, like you say, they said his full name, his fucking postcode, his inside leg. There's Adam Collard. I know someone said from whatever season, bullshit. I've watched fucking Love Island from the start, Dave. There is still contestants that I don't remember. And I don't remember him being this super fucking bombshell when he came in in that series. I really don't because, you know, like Big Brother, 20 years later, 22 years later, whatever it is, Nasty Nick is still on the edge of our tongues in the UK. When you watch it now, (laughs) we've mentioned it on here, it's a load of shit. He was just writing notes down. But at the time, it was a national controversy and he became like, you know, a a baddie in pantomimes. He was used on TV adverts as like just a baddie and everything. You watch other Love Island shows, ones that you haven't watched. I can remember some of the, the contestants like Ken, Chris, uh, Amber, Olivia Atwood. Obviously, she's still going. Me and Sam do watch a reality show. Then, then these people like Scott Thomas, who won it with KD, they were together. They're not together now. The, the, and obviously, I forgot about John and Hannah when he proposed to in series one. But I know these people who probably have a better memory than me and, and maybe have watched it more than I have, but I've watched every series and I could not say, I knew who he was straight away. I said Adam straight away. His name's Adam, but I, d- I don't remember him being a wanker, Dave. However, 
perfect fodder. And I think it just didn't make, I'm with you, it just seemed off. It just felt like the producers had given him a nudge and gone, Adam Collard's coming in from season three. They didn't say what season it was, I know that. But I, unless, Dave, the only thing I could uh, actually rationale it is they all mix in the same circles. There's always these TV shows, these different uh, arenas that they go to, you know, they'll go to the opening of a fucking letter, won't they, at the end of the day? So they've all got agents. They've all, maybe they'll, all, some of them work at the same talent agency. That's what I, that's the only thing I could think because it made complete bullshit that they knew his full name. I wasn't buying it at all. Mm. Like I say, I haven't seen that season, but certainly uh, Women's Aid seems to think he was emotionally abusive back then. In season three. So at some point, Chris, I have no idea when, but uh, I, I, w- I will go back and watch. I'm going to watch season four first and then season three. Might not bother with season two and one, but uh, let's see. But anyway, there, there was definitely something off about, you're right, knowing the full name. I mean, Christ, I, I don't know the full name of these contestants now. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Yeah. Um, but I, again, he, he's planting those seeds, isn't he? You know, he, he expertly played Paige because he's talking about, you know, I've, I've got all this out of my system and stuff. You know, I'm looking to settle down. You know, Jack's a bit younger. Is he just, is he still at the stage where he's trying to get it all out of his system? And Paige goes back and pretty much repeats that to the girls. You know, he's talking to Gemma. Well, in fact, Ekinsu pulls him for a chat, despite saying unconvincingly she's not interested. She's closed off. Um, You know, he gets into her head a little bit. And then, you know, even Gemma, I think he got into Gemma's head a little bit as well. I love that. I loved it. He went, oh, well, you know, like, obviously, if you were talking to a guy and Gemma's like, no, I don't see it like that. And everyone watching is going, He's fucking right. He's done his homework. Yeah. He's absolutely nailed it by saying, if he's speaking to somebody, you won't have a problem. But if you're speaking to someone, he's got, and that is exactly the correct terminology to use. And it's what the audience, whether we, whether, look, David, at the end of the day, he has no intention of getting with any of these girls. He's been given a plan and an agenda by the producers to come in and just stir shit. So he's got all the hindsight, which we know the fourth wall has been broken this series. So everything's all bets are off. He's going to do what he needs to do to cause drama, split couples up, get ratings, Dave. And that's for me, I'm here for it because at the end of the day, nobody (laughs) pretty much stays together. Yeah. Well, we do get these occasional examples, don't we? People staying together, but, but generally, you know, I'm here for the fucking drama, Chris. So, Adam, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the way it's kind of played out is brilliant. And obviously, the boys came back all happy after their pampering session. I did appreciate uh, Ian Sterling's joke when when they were putting all the, the white moisturizer all over the face. And he's like, yeah, I'm just off to wash my hands now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a cracker. But um, they, the boys come back all loud and leery and stuff, big smiles on their faces. And then they see Adam and Luca in particular has got a face on him like fucking thunder. And Chris, I was just like, oh, you bastards. When the music rolls, I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice the time. Roll on tomorrow. 
Oh, Dave, it was magic, wasn't it? It was absolutely magic. And it's like, Lucas coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, uh, oh. Who's that? And he's with Gemma. <laughs> His dialogue straight away was to go at Gemma in like that, that, that sort of aggressive way he does. And then we get the VT of fucking Jack's erupting, Dave. I mean, this was what mm. old Love Island used to be, where you would get them having to be separated in a bit of a dust-up and stuff. You know, like, I know you're saying you won't watch series one or two, a massive difference if you watch them. Series two is one of the best Love Island series, Dave. Very similar to this. This has been a great series for me. This has redeemed itself from, uh, you know, some of the shit ones we've had where every, nobody wants to offend each other and, and he's coupled up from the start. This has been old school. And, the, and you've got, for once, we've got to give the producers actual credit because they've cast the right people to cause shit, basically. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think what we're going to get tomorrow, and I was the same, I'm like, you absolute bastards. I am going to be absolutely wasting my day tomorrow thinking about it, waiting for the first look to drop and everything. Oh, it's going to be glorious, Dave. It certainly will be, mate. So have we got any emails today? Oh, we have, Dave, yes. Yeah. So our first one is from Sophie. And she's put, internalised misogyny. Hey, pals, thanks for reading up my email about the football comments and taking my friendly telling off so well. I'm behind again on the series, so I couldn't email until now as I as didn't want any spoilers. Just wanted to email about two things. I'm only up to the Casa Amore recoupling episodes. I haven't seen the fallout from it all yet. But the first is Jack's. I completely agree with both your takes on him, especially yours, Chris, when you said that you thought he had a temper and he's been desperately trying to keep it under wraps. There's something about him. It's not just the gaslighty way in which he has spoken to both Paige and Gemma or the pretty vile way in which he treated the Casa Amore girls. He just gives off a real toxic and abusive aura. I, re- I feel like he's definitely the kind of person to to blame his partner for all or any of his own faults and misdemeanors, which is what he's pretty much done a few times. I really feel like Gemma is keeping something to herself about her relationship with Jax. The way she spoke to Paige and Castor more about him was really fair, telling her to be true to herself, but if he comes back with someone else, then it's all on him, not her. It definitely seems like Gemma knows exactly the kind of prick he is. She's been real mature about it and doesn't feel it's her place to say, so it's gently, so she's gently advising Paige didn't expect to be doing a 180 on my thoughts on Gemma, but I'm totally warming to her. She's seen such a toxic person like Jack's in the villa year in, year out. He's doing my head in. It's showing that actually you can be a toxic prick and no one will call you out on it. That this kind of behavior is okay and even shows young people that they should put up with this kind of behavior in a partner. Pretty much all the guys right now need to get in the fucking bin, but there's something unsettling about Jack's. I might be overthinking it, but I'm glad you both had similar thoughts to me. Secondly, and one for your Chris, Laura, one for you, Chris, Laura fucking Whitmore. Now, this might be my internalized misogyny talking here, so I'm sorry if it is, but she's an absolute shit show. Yes, Caroline did the same daft walking hair flick, but it was her thing. I never rated her as a presenter for Love Island either, but at least it felt authentic when she did it. But with Laura, it feels like I'm watching my middle-aged auntie stumbling into an 18 to 30s holiday resort after a recent and very turbulent tumultuous divorce and a few too many sex on the beaches. Although as a woman fast approaching middle age, that perhaps maybe just how I'd feel if I were her. Now I'm sure she's a lovely person, but this just isn't the gig for her. And she put cue the tirade of abuse. Thanks for the podcast guys. Love it. Sophie PS. I may have to change my name by D pole and flee the country after you read this out. So uh, that's a good one. That day. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long one. What a good one. Very good. I, I still, I, I don't get, and, and I, 
I think there's quite a lot of people, to be honest, Chris, who who aren't fans of Laura Whitmore. I, I just, I, I don't see it myself. I, I just don't really see that she's any different from all the other Love Island presenters that we've seen across, you know, the different countries and what have you. Well, well, I think the problem is, Dave, because I've got the cult of the reality radar, and I said cult, C-U-L-T, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, it's a bit like Star Wars. You're the light, and I'm the dark side, Dave. So we, we, we seem to have a, we have a split in the camp, don't we? Good. Yeah, well, saying that, we all know what happens to Darth Vader, so then again, I don't know whether I want to be. But um, anyway, this one's from Johnny. Hello. Hey, Chris and Dave, recently found your podcast and I love it. Tempted to rewatch this season with your commentary. I'm loving the Adam chaos. I hope he tells Paige and the girls exactly what went on in Casa if he was if he was watching it. I do also hope he stays away from Gemma. I think it's good that he's highlighting Luca's jealousy and controlling nature, red flag, but she's only 19 and he's 26, which is quite uncomfortable, even if she is mature for her age. Look forward to the next episode, Johnny. So great email that, Dave. Yeah, brilliant. And I... I'm questioning the maturity. I mean, Gemma is way mature than than her age suggests she should be. But then I, I do have to question her reading of the Luca situation because I'd have thought by now, she. I th- I'm sure we spoke about it yesterday, she should be getting some kind of inkling that he's got these toxic traits that she should really steer clear of. And yeah. I think she's probably learned... A bit of that through a relationship with Jax, quite honestly, you know, dealing with him when she was 16 or whatever, um, you know, she'll have picked up a few things, but I think she she needs to read Luca a little bit better there. So uh, let's see what goes on there. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess Adam's younger than Davide. <laughs> you know, <so laughs> he said about the age gap there. I I don't think... Adam would actually go after Gemma, like to couple up. I, I, I don't like you say. I don't think he's interested in any of them. I think he's just there to stir the shit. And as you said, I'm totally here for it. You're damn right. Right, the next one, Dave, is from Andrew, and it says fan thoughts and appreciation. Dear Chris and Dave, so happy I came across the podcast. Listening from over here in the states, and love how unfiltered you guys are. Now I know not everyone watches Love Island Unseen Bits, but this week's on their Beach Hut Bonanza segment, they asked the Islanders who your favourite celebrity crushes. Below, I've listed the Islanders' responses and would love to hear your thoughts on some of the interesting answers given. Keep up the great work. So she's put Luca with Maura Higgins, Michelle Keegan and Gemma Collins merged into one. Interesting, Dave. Dammy is Eminem. Eminem. Um, Andrew, Nala from The Lion King. Josh misses Incredible and the from the Incredibles. Jay's Layla or Leela, is it from Fruit Futurama? She's the one-eyed character. Oh e- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ekin Sue's Jack Nicholson from The Shining. Davide. I'm gonna do his accent. I don't know English celebrity. Uh, Laura, maybe <laughs> when she walked in. You know what I mean, Dave? I'm getting better. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all, all I need to say there is the Godfather. Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes, you know. 
that's such a day thing. It's like like the whole questioning is beneath him. It's yeah. like oh, I just can't be asked for this. Who else? Uh, yeah, Laura. <laughs> She's put here are the rest of the answers given, but they're not really noteworthy. Gemma, I don't actually have one. Tasha, Ryan Gosling, Billy, Margot Robbie, China, Chris Hemsworth, Coco, Auntie Joshua, Paige, Channing Tatum, and Deju's Mrs. Banks or Miss Banks. So. Sincerely, Andre. So thanks for that email, Dave. Uh, yeah, it's some interesting ones there. The, the Luca one's weird. Maura Higgins, Michelle, and Gemma Collins. I mean, Gemma Collins is Dave. If she came in the villa, she talk about people who are high maintenance. Fuck me, we would be absolutely <laughs> talking about it every episode. I've watched Gemma Collins' show. You're Go going on. to call out Luca there, and Andrew has said Nala. From the Lion King, a fucking lioness. I mean, come on, Andrew. He's just he's just trying to pick something that's a bit cutesy and you know not have a potential to piss off you know Tasha probably. <laughs> fucking Lion King. And Chris, we've also got one from Jason, and it simply says, "Preach, Sister Page." I love this girl. You and Dave tried to play her, but I knew. She'd play it smart. She's not dumb and delusional like Danica, in brackets, my personal opinion. I can totally see her and Adam working out and is going to drive Jacks insane. Best casting decision ever. Laugh my ass off. Ekinsu, don't you dare screw this up. And final point, I'm so exhausted with Tasha and Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fair point. And yeah. so... um but Chris, as well, we did have a, a tweet, and it is from Memories of Ignorance in uh, on Twitter, and it says, I think Danica could be autistic. I myself have received a diagnosis later in life. I recognize and relate to a lot of her behaviors. She seems to have difficulty picking up on social cues and also uses unnecessarily formal language when communicating with peers. And I wanted to read that one out because I thought, well, we've, we've said about this. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. I think we've struggled to find a way of putting it before, but formal language. Um, so I don't know, maybe I, I've said you and I have had private chats, haven't we, about, in my opinion, we're all on the spectrum somewhere. Yes. <laughs> you know? And so maybe that communication style maybe maybe it is just it's the way she's wired mm, i think so and that's an interesting way because it, it shows that with the kisses and stuff the way she's reacted so that could make make sense and be not meta aware of what's going on so maybe we're saying it's an interview technique it's not so maybe it's just her dna so yeah well massive thanks to everyone who emails in we do appreciate it all the time it takes to send in you queries disagreements with us whatever you know we do appreciate it. thanks a lot guys get us a facebook chris and Dave's reality tv cast get over there we've hit 251 followers now which is fantastic people are popping up with the shirts myself and dave maybe have a shirt on the way as well so we will be modeling them uh, massive thanks to everyone charlene as always for running and actually policing the facebook page so if you want to get in contact with us guys at cd reality cast if you want to email us cd at gmail.com and if you want to support us a little bit more get over to patreon.com forward slash cd reality cast so today's roll call of honor is Gavin, Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Tom, Gillian, Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Neve, Jacqueline, Noreen, Amy, Joanna, Helen, Libby, Dee Dee, Hannah, 
Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Haley, Lauren, Lucky Lulu Green and Kent Gustafson. So thank you so much, guys. That list is getting bigger by the week. So it's quite a lot to do there. But I really, really appreciate it. So you take care and I'll hand you over to Mr. Horrocks and we'll see you next time. All right. Well, thank you very much, sir. It's been great to discuss this episode with you again. Thanks to everyone out there for listening, for supporting us. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye.